I love living in a world where bigots willingly out themselves at every single opportunity. It comes down to being transphobic and homophobic. Nobody bigots better than Christian nationalists. Welcome to In the Bullpen with Mark Dewey, sponsored by Developing Contenders Ministries. You're listening to the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for joining us. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone! The words of my intro were quotes, direct quotes, from people who follow Major League Baseball, or at least followed what took place on Saturday night. And I read three. There were a boatload more. And as I speak on Monday morning, undoubtedly every minute more and more are being written and said. Here are a few others that I read in the last day or so. Shame on these bigoted players. I'm so sick of people picking and choosing their religious bias. Seriously, can they be more ignorant? God does not judge. Where the blank does Jesus say anything about being gay in the Bible? What got these people so fired up? What prompted and provoked them to write these kinds of words? Let me say that the word shocked, I believe, is overused in our day. That said, it might rightly describe my reaction to what took place on Saturday night. But I won't use that word. Instead, I will say I was pleasantly surprised. In case you haven't heard, some people have labeled June Pride Month. And Major League Baseball as an industry, at the major league level and at the minor league levels, has embraced Pride Month, celebrates Pride Month. Another quote that I read was this, it's going to be a long month for all the homophobes. Well, that's debatable. But last week, I received some texts two different people, both of which are involved in professional baseball, about Pride Month and the surrounding events. First, on Wednesday, I was sent a screenshot of an Instagram post that showed when various minor league teams would be having their Pride Day or Pride Night. Two had already taken place in May. Most, understandably, are in June. But July, there will be four teams. August, there will be four teams. And even in September, there will be three teams. And then my friend noted that there is a post-game drag show in Visalia. So at a minor league ballpark in Visalia, California, they will be hosting a post-game drag show. I wrote to my friend and I said, I'm convinced that Major League Baseball isn't simply following the crowd, but leading the parade. My buddy wrote back, they are definitely leading the way. It's going to take good men to steer this ship. Indeed, it will. And I hope that there are good men willing to make that attempt. Then on Saturday, a different friend also involved in professional baseball sent me this. It was simply a Twitter feed report. Breaking report. Milwaukee Brewers to host pregame drag show on Trans Appreciation Night. And I thought immediately, ah, well, it's Twitter. Maybe it's not true. Maybe it's not happening. 
And then I did my research, and sure enough, it is. So not only in California at a minor league ballpark, but in Wisconsin at a major league ballpark, there will be a drag show. And my buddy wrote and said, where does it all end? Baseball just wants 30 Gabe Kaplers. And of course, by that, he means 30 managers who, like Gabe Kapler, are going to embrace, encourage, endorse, promote these kinds of things. And Major League Baseball probably does want 30 managers like that, but it wants far more than that. Major League Baseball wants people from the top in ownership positions all the way down to a minor league clubhouse guy to embrace this, to endorse this, to promote this, to celebrate this. That's what they want. I wrote back to my friend and I said, I wish somebody involved in Major League Baseball would have the courage and love to speak out. Well, later later that night, I got my wish. People did express and demonstrate courage and love. Saturday night in Tampa was the 16th annual Pride Night for the Tampa Bay Rays. And following in the footsteps of other teams, I believe the Giants were the first to do it last year. The Dodgers did it on Friday at their ball game. The Rays had a hat with the logo that was multiple colored. The Rays also had a patch on the right sleeve of the uniform. And there was an article that said that a majority of the Rays players participated, but that some did not. That some of them peeled off the patch and wore their normal hat. And I want to stop here to give credit to the Rays, at least from what I can tell, and that is that they actually gave their players the option. They could opt in, that is, they could participate, or they could choose not to. And some chose not to. The first article that I read would suggest it was a number greater than the five names that have been listed, but whatever the case is, at the very least, five players, all of them pitchers, peeled the patch off their uniform and wore their normal hat. They did not participate in this event. Two of them pitched that night. The five players, all pitchers, are Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Brooks Riley, Jeffrey Springs, and Ryan Thompson. Afterwards, the Rays chose Jason Adam to speak on behalf of those who did not participate. And he spoke of the fact that it was based upon their faith in the Lord Jesus Christ and that they could not endorse sexual immorality. And Jason even said that would mean including heterosexual immorality, things like fornication and adultery. So it was the action of these pitchers and the words of Jason Adam that caused this backlash publicly on social media. But not just by fans, just average Joes and Jills out there, but they have had backlash from people within the game, people who work in media, Major League Baseball players both retired and active. We need to be thankful for these men. We need, if we have the opportunity, to say thank you to these men. They stood based upon conviction. They stood with courage. They stood in love. And obviously, none of us say or do things perfectly. But when we say and do things based upon our conviction of the Word of God, in courage and living for the glory of God, and in love for God and others, we should be thanked. And these men need to be thanked, and they need to be prayed for, because I don't know how long this will go on before something else will trump what they did, but nonetheless, they're under a lot of pressure. They're hearing things like, you're a moron, you're a homophobe, you're a hater, you're a this, you're a that. 
everything but a child of God. So pray for these men. And we need to be reminded, they need to be reminded, and we need to be reminded of the words of Jesus Christ, who tells us that we are blessed when we're persecuted for the sake of righteousness. That we're blessed when people insult us. We're blessed when they persecute us. We're blessed when they say all kinds of evil against us falsely because of Christ. And Jesus goes on to say, We should rejoice and be glad, for your reward in heaven is great. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Whatever men may say, whatever names they may call us, if we hear from our Lord, Well done, my good and faithful servant, that is all we need to hear. Now, even though this has been very controversial publicly, according to reports, apparently accurate reports, it has not been an issue as it regards the Tampa Bay Rays as a team. We have read that it has sparked many conversations and been told that these conversations are constructive and didn't create any division. Now, you might think, sure, that's what they're going to release. They're trying to smooth things over, and that could be the case. But I will say this. In my experience, people that put on a baseball uniform, whether that's in a major league clubhouse or a minor league clubhouse, can have serious, sharp disagreements, can have conversations, even heated conversations. Though according to the Rays manager, Kevin Cash, they never even got heated. But even heated conversations, and yet they prove to be constructive, and yet they do not result in creating division. So I believe that's very distinctly possible as it regards the Rays. But whatever the case is, we know this. Today's June 6th, so we've had only five days in this so-called Pride Month. There are many, many more games at the major league level and the minor league level in this month and in months that follow. And I am hoping that what these five men did will encourage other believers to do what is right and to be willing to suffer the consequences, to be willing to be publicly ostracized, criticized, and outcast. Now, in one of the comments I read, the person was criticizing these players, but then asked a question, and I thought, you know what? That's a good question. And it made me think about a hypothetical situation that may prove in time not to be so hypothetical. Major League Baseball almost certainly is moving to having advertising on their uniforms maybe as early as next season. This person said, okay, these players took a patch off because they couldn't endorse this. What's going to happen if there's an advertiser that they don't want to endorse? Is baseball, is a particular team, going to allow them to take the patch off? I thought, that's a great question. And then it led me to think about some things. I thought, okay, Planned Parenthood is based in New York City. What if Planned Parenthood went to either the Mets or the Yankees or both and said, listen, we want to advertise on your uniform. We will pay you a lot of money to put a patch for Planned Parenthood on your uniform. And now every single player for this team, every single game, 162 games plus postseason, if there is any postseason, have to put on a uniform endorsing a company, a business that slaughters babies in the womb. What will Christians do if it comes to that? That's a good question. I guess we'll have to wait and see if it ever does come to that, and then what Christians do. Hopefully, they'll have the courage, the conviction, and the love to act in a manner like these five men from the Rays. 
Last fall, during the World Series, I was down in Texas. I was not in Houston. I was in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But during this time, I was meeting and eating with and uh, fellowshipping with a group of men, all of them brothers in Christ, many of them baseball fans, and because of where they lived, Texas Rangers baseball fans. And they were telling me that the Texas Rangers were the only team not to host a Pride Night or a Pride Day. And I thought, wow, I didn't know that. And so I looked it up, and sure enough, all 30 teams, or I should say 29 teams, the one exception being the Texas Rangers, have hosted some kind of a Pride Night or Pride Day. As you heard just a few minutes ago, it was the 16th annual that was hosted in Tampa. But then this past week, I read an article by Ken Schultz, and it opened with these words. The Texas Rangers apparently heard the complaints over the past few years and have scheduled a pride promotion during the 2022 season. And I thought, ah, come on. But then I kept reading. The very next words. There's only one small catch. It's a Charlie Pride bobblehead night. And he noted that it would be on April 15th. The article was written on April 12th. And then he goes on and he says, I'm not taking anything away from the late Mr. Pride. He was a trailblazing person as a black artist inducted into the Country Music Hall of Fame. And, and many people don't know this, he was a former minor league baseball player. And so Mr. Schultz says, he's worthy of such a tribute. And he said, I think his bobblehead looks cool as well. But then he goes on and he writes this, but it's pretty insulting to be a Dallas-Fort Worth LGBTQ baseball fan in 2022 and realize the closest your team is going to come to a promotion celebrating your community is through a pun. He continues, Considering how well-attended most Pride Nights are, it must take astonishing levels of homophobia to make a baseball executive say no to the concept of higher profits. This is very secondary, tertiary, whatever you want to say. But I would say this, demonstrate to me factually, data and analytic-wise, that it actually results in higher profits. But that's not really the point. The point is this. This man, Ken Schultz, can't think of any other reason other than astonishing levels of homophobia as to why the Rangers would not have a Pride Night or a Pride Day. Now, there's somebody, maybe a group of people, high up with the Rangers, who have enough rank to keep this from happening. And if it, it could be true. They could absolutely hate homosexuals. They could hate transvestites. They could hate these people. That's a possibility. But the problem is, is that for Ken Schultz and really many, many others, that's not even an option that it could be anything else. It is obviously astonishing levels of homophobia, and by that, he means hate. But could it be that this person or this group of people do not have this because they understand that it is an abomination in the eyes of God, that they have the conviction that they cannot embrace, endorse, and promote that which is wicked and evil? Sure, they could be homophobic, transphobic, gender-fluid phobic, but there are plenty of other options. And here's the thing. If a person truly hated anybody, or in this case, this group of people, the LGBTQ plus group of people, and if that person is a Christian and understands the Bible, the way that they would demonstrate hate 
is not by saying, I refuse to endorse this because it's a sin in the eyes of God. The way that they could best exhibit hate is to say nothing, or even better yet, to say, let's celebrate it. You all keep living that lifestyle because you will burn forever in hell under the wrath of God. Ha 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 ha! That's hate. These five members of the Tampa Bay Rays, possibly these people that are in the front office or this person with the Texas Rangers, are likely showing the most love that the LGBT community is going to see from people that are involved in this in Major League Baseball. Also this past week, I read an article by Carl Truman in World. Toward the end, he wrote these words. And so surely, the Christian cause of this month should be opposing Pride Month and its flag in as public and strident a way as many have opposed racism and its symbols. Let us have many blog posts and tweets on the topic. And may we even have pointed op-eds and major articles slamming pride by those Christians privileged enough to have access to the pages of the Atlantic and the New York Times. Amen. Oppose it publicly, stridently, with all that we have, whatever avenue we have. Now, not many people have the privilege to have access to the pages of The Atlantic and The New York Times. I don't. I'm guessing you don't. Many people don't have the access to demonstrate it in the way that the five players from the Tampa Bay Rays did. But we are all required to do so. The players did it in their way. People who have social media presence can do it in their way. People that have access to the pages of major newspapers can do it their way. I'm doing it on this podcast. You must do it as well. Wherever God has placed you, the people he has put in your life, whatever vehicles you have, I believe Carl Truman is right. The Christian cause of this month should be opposing Pride Month and its flag in as public and strident a way as possible, just like people have opposed racism and its symbols. We must have conviction. We must have courage. We must oppose evil. We must be strident. All of it done in love for the Lord our God and for others as ourselves. Theo Hobson, in his work Reinventing Liberal Christianity, spoke about or wrote about three marks of a moral revolution. He said, first, what was universally condemned is now celebrated. Second, What was universally celebrated is now condemned. Third, those who refused to celebrate are condemned. So what do you think? Well, if you're thinking, you realize we have been in the midst of a moral revolution for a long time. And the five pitchers from the Tampa Bay Rays refused to celebrate, and they are being condemned. If you refuse to celebrate, you will be condemned. If I refuse to celebrate, I will be condemned. Condemned by the world, not condemned by the God who created the world and in whom we all live and move and have our being. This parade route is coming to a town near you, both at major league ballparks and minor league ballparks, and well outside of the game of baseball. But here's something I find interesting. People on both sides of this issue, 
In other words, the people who are criticizing the Rays players or anybody else, the Texas Rangers, as well as people who don't think any of this should be going on, many of those people are saying, I've had enough. I'm done. I'm saying goodbye to Major League Baseball. Those people angry at the players who didn't participate are saying, I've had enough. Those people who have been lifelong baseball fans, or a man I spoke to recently said, I've not been a big baseball fan, but I would enjoy becoming one, but I refuse to even watch because of what's going on. Both sides. So the question is, will this be the demise of Major League Baseball? I don't know. I do know this. When a person or an entity or a nation or an industry is living in rebellion against God, there are consequences. And this could indeed prove to be the downfall of Major League Baseball, the demise of the industry. I don't know. If it's not this, it could be something else. There was a memo sent out, I think it was about two weeks ago, by Major League Baseball to all of its clubs. And I think for the most part, it flew under the radar. But if it is taken seriously by all the teams, it could definitely result in a call to boycott every Major League Baseball stadium. But that's a conversation for another day. Join us next time for In the Bullpen on the Fight Laugh Feast Network. Thank you for listening.